You are listening to Grow with Thriving Practice Podcast. This is episode 84, Mindset Over Strategy. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Well, hey there. How's it going, my friend? I hope you've had a lovely week. I am recording this on a Friday, and it's been a really, really good week. Um, This might be too much information, but I've been paying so much closer attention to my my cycle and my flow. (laughs) I mention this because there are just for women. Women are, are such unique and fascinating creatures. And we cycle, uh, we have our own cycle. I mean, we all know that, right? But the world is all about the circadian rhythm. And that's what men really operate from. But for women, like we have different times of the month, we have different um, th- like ways to focus our energy. Um, one one week we may be in creative mood mode, and the next week we may be in action mode, and then the next week we may be in rest mode. And so, um, yeah, like I said, I've been really paying attention to that. And um, this week is definitely that more action, more communicative mode. Um, and it's just, it's I don't know, it's just really helpful for me to know that uh, about myself because I'm I'm much more likely to honor the way that I'm feeling when I know that it's, you know, completely normal and natural to sometimes want to do things and sometimes I don't want to do things. So I hope that wasn't too much information and maybe helpful and maybe um, sparked some, you know, ideas and and thoughts in you as you're listening to this, if you are a woman um, and you have a cycle. And even if you don't have a cycle, if you're, if you're past that stage, um, there are still hormonal changes that, um, really determine how we use our brain space um, and use our body. Pretty cool. Uh, If you want a resource about this, there's a great book called In the Flow by Alyssa Vitti. Um, Very, very fascinating and enlightening. So check it out if that's something that interests you. So what else? I've got a cat sitting in my lap as I record this. His name is Pi and he's just the sweetest. And um, he's really funny because he will actually chase the mouse on the screen. And I can't help but chuckle at that because he's a cat and he chases mice, even computer mice. (laughs) All right. Today, we are talking about mindset over strategy. So I think this is really important when it comes to growing your business and being in business, especially in the beginning. Because I think it's a natural tendency for us to, we want to know the steps. We want to know which action to take. We just want someone to tell us what to do so we can find success. But I can give 50 practitioners the same exact strategy to grow their business and they will get 
50 different results. And that's because only 10% of a successful business approach is related to strategy. The other part of that, the 90% is mindset. So 50 practitioners have the exact same strategy, but depending on their mindset, they will get different results. So what do I mean by mindset? What you are thinking and actively believing about yourself, about growing your practice, that is your mindset, your thoughts and your emotions. And your thoughts and your emotions will actually determine your results. So if you're thinking thoughts or if you're believing no one will want this or I'm not good enough or I'm not go- or I'm going to fail, you're going to create that. That will be the result for you. So you have the strategy, right? And you've got the step-by-step process. But if you're believing any of those things, you're not likely going to take the action that's going to get you the results that you want. Or you're going to employ the strategy from a place of resistance and struggle and confusion. And you don't get the results that you want, right? So the mindset behind the strategy is essential to growing your practice. And when I say growing your practice, I mean truly creating the practice that is aligned with your values and that supports the life that you love living. And the reason that I make this distinction is because a coach or a mentor can give you a strategy, but if you are not behind that strategy energetically, you're either not going to employ it or or you'll be taking steps, those steps with that sense of struggle and resistance and not get the results that you want. So I'm going to share with you today, just quickly, a mindset that I practice on a regular basis that has led me to grow my practice to six figures. And it's something that I am continually working on. But I want to give you the three main thoughts that Really, they feel automatic to me at this point because I've practiced them so much. So these three thoughts, these three beliefs, and and the difference between a thought and a belief, right? Let me just start there. A thought is a sentence in your brain. And we have maybe 60,000 sentences in our brain a day, right? Some of those we attach to, some of those we just let go. A belief is a sentence or a thought that you think over and over and over again that feels true to you. It's like it's now in you. It's in your biology, right? So these three main thoughts or these three main beliefs that I practice, that I practice so regularly that feel automatic now is one, I can help them. And I'm going to explain each one. It's working. Everything is figure outable. So I'm going to start with this first one. I can help them. This is a thought that I decided to think on purpose when I was questioning if I was a right practitioner, if I was good enough. I was believing at the time that I needed more practice. I needed more experience. I questioned whether my tools were effective. And I saw what results I was creating when I was 
believing I wasn't good enough, that I needed more practice. I kept finding that evidence. I was looking for all the ways that I wasn't good enough yet. I was comparing myself to other practitioners. I would take a client's feedback and somehow spin it to make it mean that I had failed them. Can you relate to this? Right? When we really like, we internalize um, even just an ounce of criticism or negative feedback. When we're thinking and we're believing that we're not good enough, we seek evidence for all the ways in which we're not good enough. When I realized that this thought, this belief that I'm not good enough was a choice and it was within my control, I was like, no way. I don't want that anymore, right? So I I decided to start practicing the thought. Like I didn't jump right to, I'm amazing. I'm the best. I, I just went to, I can help them. And when I say them, I mean my clients. And when I really started to practice that thought, I can help them. It opened things up for me. I went from feeling really like awful (laughs) to feeling more open, more curious. I started to see how I actually could help my clients or my future clients or, or my ideal clients. I started to seek evidence that I actually was helping them. Just like when I was thinking I'm not good enough and started to seek evidence for that, I was practicing I can help them and I started to seek evidence for how I was helping them. I even started to ask my clients, how is this helping you? From a place of curiosity, like really wanting to know. I started to ask, what have you achieved since we started working together? When I started to believe that I could help my clients, I started to brainstorm more ways to help them. I started to feel more confident in my sessions and help them help themselves. And I decided to stop believing all the stinking thinking. That's what I call it now, the stinking thinking. And my practice really transformed. I really became self-confident. And now I'm at a point where I actually feel confident. So the difference between self-confident and confident is usually we feel confident when we are, um, you know, when we practice something again and again, like, you know, you, you're confident pouring a glass of water because you've done it over and over. You don't even think about it anymore, right? But the first time you ever poured a glass of water, maybe a little shaky, maybe you're afraid you were going to spill, right? But you probably had self-confidence that you believed in your capability to learn how to pour that water. It's going to, I'm going to be good at this someday. And you kept trying to pour the water. Same thing with your practice. So practice this thought, this mindset. I can help them to create self-confidence for you. Just start coming up with some creative ways to help your clients. And yes, the clients that you do have, but also the people who are watching you on social media or in your networks. What can you offer from that belief 
of I can help them, something that can help them today in the next five minutes, right? Where they don't even have to sign up to work with you. They already just benefit from something that you say or something that you do, okay? The next thought, mindset piece, I love this thought. It's working. This is one that I applied to my marketing strategy. As humans, we want immediate results, right? (laughs) We want to create an offer, put it out there one time and have our schedule full and never have to put it out there again. And while it's not impossible, it's not very likely that that's what will happen. We need demand, right? And I say this because I see it time and time again. You will be so freaking excited about an amazing offering you're putting out there and you should be excited and you send out a few emails, but you don't get the response that you want. So you give up and you call it a fail. Now, here's a little strategy that's going to require some mindset practice. Put it out there a hundred times before you consider it a fail. Put your offer out there a hundred times before you consider it a fail. You're probably thinking that that's too many times, but putting it out there three times or one time is not giving it a fair chance at all. 100 times is an absolute fair chance. If you put something out there that many times, you will have so much data. Yeses are data. Noes are data. And your audience needs to know what you're offering in order to make a decision. I just did a workshop on this in our Grow a Thriving Practice program, and it's called Simplify Your Offer. And what I taught is that when you are specific and clear with your offer, it's easy to communicate to your audience, which makes it easier for them to understand how you can help them, which makes it easier for them to make a decision if it's for them or not. So sometimes we need to put something out there a hundred times to really hone in that offer. Um, Sometimes we put it out there and we may not see results right away. But here's where this mindset piece comes in. If we are trusting that it's working, then we're trusting that we've planted a seed. And I, I mean, it can take someone a year after you've planted a seed to sign up to work with you. I see this over and over again. Sometimes it can take a couple of years. I just worked with someone a few weeks ago who he knew what my offer was um, for biofield tuning and um, it stuck with him a year later and he booked a session, his first session, because He knew what I was offering and that is what he needed at the time. So when you believe that your marketing strategy is working or even that, you know, when you're in a session and you're doubting yourself, believe that it's working. When you believe that, you will stay open. You will not be attached. I'm so free from worry. I am so free from um, that kind of like hustle energy of feeling like 
or even having those thoughts of this isn't working. I'm always believing that what I'm doing is working. And when I'm in that, I'm so much more open to new marketing ideas. Um, I'm much more open to even like in my sessions, someone saying, I don't feel anything at all. I trust it's working anyway. And sometimes some pretty profound things happen after that session. So we don't need to know, like we don't need to have results right away because we are planting the seeds. We are making changes. We are inspiring people. If you're believing that something isn't working and you don't truly have enough data to know that, you're just shutting down possibility. So why do that to yourself, right? So believe it. It's working. Now, the last one, everything is figure outable. I think this is what Marie Forleo teaches, but I actually heard it for the first time in life coach training and I've adopted it ever since. Did you know that one of the most toxic thoughts we can have is I don't know. It seems super innocent, but it is a sneaky one. It totally shuts down your inner knowing and your inner resourcefulness. And in order to be a successful entrepreneur, you have to embody resourcefulness. Because if we're always looking outside of us for the answers, we will always be relying externally. We will always be waiting for someone else. Now, it's okay not to know something, but don't let this be the first thought you attach to in your mind. I promise you will be so much more successful believing that you can figure anything out, that you are resourceful. Anytime that you don't or you you have that, you know, you ask yourself like, what should I, what step should I take next? And I don't know is the answer. I just want you to be on to yourself and ask, what if I did know? What if I took a guess? What might some answers be? Your brain is going to answer you in a very productive way. Matt and I were talking about this just last night. My husband, he loves when I figure things out. And I told him, well, I just constantly think about something until I find a solution. And sometimes the solution is to stop thinking about it. (laughs) But sometimes it's something really creative and ingenious that I come up with when I am just open to figuring it out. Everything is figure outable. I love it. And it's so true in this day and age where we have search engines and YouTube and just ways to learn how to do things. I mean, I I haven't hired really anyone in my business to help me with tech and building um, my website. I did have someone... Um, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law build my website uh, initially. But when I switched over to, um, you know, having a platform where I could do courses and do coaching and my the emails and all that, I, that's something I did completely on my own. And it took a lot of research. It took some, you know, some searching things. And uh, what do our kids say? Our kids say, searching it up. You just search it up. <laughs> we used to just say Google it, but they say search it up. So I had to search it up. I had to search uh, different ways to kind of troubleshoot and navigate the technology world. So I'm going to just recap those three thoughts. I can help them. It's working. And everything is figure outable. 
Feel free to adopt this mindset for your own practice and see what a difference it can make with the strategy that you already have. All right, I'll see you next time. Are you a sound and energy medicine practitioner who wants to grow your business, but don't know where to start? Maybe you're feeling confused, overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling self-doubt. Well, I've got the perfect resource for you and it's free. Head on over to JillianFaldmo.com to get the Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It's a roadmap that's designed just for you to turn those emotions like confusion, fear, whatever it is that's stopping you from growing your business into emotions that will actually fuel the action to grow your business. You've got this. Head over to JillianFaldmo.com to claim it now. Thank you.